0: Hockey yeah, yeah. my favorite it's Judd's hockey show. We're just not in a position right now to 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 be you know uh, just using the, the assets that we have for for rentals. Our, I think our day will come um, but with with how well our team's performed um, the, the chemistry that we have on our team, I didn't I don't feel the need for it. Um, today. And you know what? Uh, our, like I said, our time will come where we do that, but today just wasn't the day. Welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. That, of course, is Declan Goff over there. I'm Zolgad, and you were watching Bill Guerin describe why he did not make any moves at the NHL trade deadline, which came and went at 2 p.m. Central Time. On Monday. All right, Declan, I will start you off by saying this. Despite the fact that there were several deals made, mm-hmm. probably not as, as it's not an ordinary d- deadline, non pandemic time. So probably more obstacles than usual, but certainly a lot of trades were made. I have no problem with what Bill Guerin didn't do. And I actually agree with what he said. And I think in the evolving process where the Wild is at, and they are a good team. I mean, they're an exciting team for the most part. Um, They play pretty hard. They are very competitive when they choose to be. Uh, I like the fact that Bill Guerin didn't go and make any moves for rentals or didn't make any major changes at this point because – I have confidence he's going to make moves. I have confidence the changes are coming this summer. You know, certainly just via the expansion draft with Seattle, they're going to have to be coming. Uh, There's also the restricted free agent contracts of Kaprizov, who doesn't have a lot of rights, but you're going to want to get him locked up. Fiala, go down that list as well. I am very comfortable with the fact that Bill Guerin did not make moves at the deadline. How about you?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm not like completely, oh, my God. You know, bowing at bowing in his presence like I typically do. Because Bill Green is a friend of the show, and I've liked what he's been able to do with the Wild in his limited time as GM. Um, I think there was potential trades to be made. When I see Sam Bennett going to Florida for a second round pick and a mid tier prospect, I think that's a trade you can make. I understand uh, the Taylor Hall situation is a lot different because he had a no move clause. Um, There might be some baggage behind the scenes there. It's also Buffalo being Buffalo, which is what I've been telling you for all the last year, that they just don't know how to make trades. They don't know how to form a hockey team. Their culture is a mess. Their ownership is bleep. It's just, it's a complete dog show. So uh, I I understand why he went for a second round pick and also a, I believe, a mid-tier prospect to Boston. Uh, Just in general, though, you look around, I mean, there weren't that big of moves that were to be made. I mean, you could make a case Nick Foligno was the biggest trade that happened. You you can make that case. And if I'm was not giving up a first line. round pick
0: Toronto did. And Toronto's <laughs> at, at a place where they're all in, but you know what? If I'm Bill Guerin, as soon as Columbus says we got first round picks being offered, I'm out.
1: Hey, I, and I'm I'm all for um, Nick Foligno, maybe one day playing for the wild and, and as soon as maybe in free agency, but ask me for the right. right price. And I'm not going to give up a first round pick for Nick Foligno. They're, that ain't happening. Um, I will say, and, and this is, this is still a good thing. Um, you didn't give up significant assets right away and that's okay. You have two first round picks at your disposal. Mm-hmm. Um you have a second round pick. You have a core of prospect players in Boldy and Marco Rossi who are ready to knock on the door and, and contribute to the Minnesota Wild and potentially push for a spot as soon as next season. So that's all good. That's all gravy. I'm just I'm curious if you go into the draft and you just use those two picks and you don't go out and try to acquire a center this summer, then I'm then I'm just going to have to start I'm not going to like be upset, but I do have questions because at this point, like you have resources at your disposal to make moves Mm -hmm. and with the expansion draft coming up and and making things honestly a little bit more confusing than they have to be. um, I just hope that this summer there is a, at least attempt to acquire the right piece to put in the middle to make this team deeper and better going into next season.
0: I'd be shocked if there's not, wouldn't you? I would be absolutely shocked. I like the fact that Garen rightfully so did not feel the pressure to make that move now. Because the options when you get to the summertime are going to open up much more. So I am, I am very confident that th- they're going to look at the potential that Marco Rossi ideally can slot in as the number two, possibly, next season, uh, that they need to try and acquire a one. Um, the thing that I like about what Garen is and isn't doing is this. So far, it's all made sense to me. Like, that's my thing is, does this make sense? And sometimes what makes sense is to not make moves. On Bennett, I'm looking this up. I, If I'm not mistaken, I believe he's going to be a restricted free agent after this season. Um, And you've already got to deal with Fiala's contract. Yeah. Kaprizov's has to be dealt with ASAP. And, and I know that he doesn't have rights for the most part, but I'm sorry. He's a superstar. So... I'm comfortable with not bringing on a guy who would, who would then throw a, a potential fly in the ointment as far as negotiations go. I really think that Bill Guerin is going to make some substantial moves in the coming months. I also think that the Wild's a very nice team. I think that the Wild, if they play, and this goes back to our conversations from Judd's Hockey Shows previously, if they play the Golden Knights in the first round, I think they could upset them. Yeah. I don't think they're a Stanley Cup team yet, and I don't think that you can force that. Um, I'm also going to give you the other thing that I've given great thought to, Dex, and it's it's more of an intangibles thing, okay? But I think it's something that Bill Guerin is considering. Um, he, he's been a guy who's won a couple cups as a player, uh, as an executive with Pittsburgh, along with teams that had Ian Cole and Nick Benino on them. And I think Bill Guerin's extremely cognizant of this fact, and it's this one. He has spent a lot of time. He spent a lot of time observing this team on and off the ice. And then he started to make moves, which I really like. I think it's always smart to look at things. You, you could be told that the team's dysfunctional, but I don't think you truly know until you understand what parts are dysfunctional. And then he started to make moves. And then he brings in a guy like Benino, who is a bottom six guy, but really good in the room. And he's done a great job there. And then he, he makes a trade, which has been just a great trade. Ian Cole, who is a third-pairing defenseman, and he's very, very solid. He stabilizes things, but he also is there as much for probably what he brings off the ice as on. And if you start to throw in rentals, and if you start to throw in guys who, who, are, who are here to help you now because we think that we've got a shot at the Cup, I think that's fine with a veteran team that knows its identity and truly is a Cup contender. I think with a team like the Wild is trying to build now, that can be incredibly flawed. And I'm going to tell you something that, that I heard on a Sirius XM. Oh, I love Sirius XM. Sirius XM's hockey channel yep. with Boudreaux, who does some <laughs> freelance work for them. They were asking him about the deadline, and this is last week. And Bruce starts talking about the year that, of course, the Wild made the Martin Hansel trade. And I had never heard this before, but he he said, you know, at the time, the trade looked great. Big center is going to come in. He's going to be like a two. It's going to be fantastic Uh, because I think it was Koivu was the one at the time and it would have been Hansel as a two. Anyway, long story short, Bruce said part of the problem, and I know you're going to roll your eyes and you're right to, but it became a problem. Eric Holla got, I think, I think he got put on the wing then because of that and he didn't like that. Yep. And so it created problems. Yep. And and I know, again, you can tell the player, shut up, sit down, or but it doesn't work that way. Like, if a locker room is having success, you can't just throw a random guy in, unplant a young kid who's playing well, and be like, you got to accept this. And the other thing was, who, who was the guy that they got along with Hansel? Was it Ryan White? Uh, yeah, Ryan White, yep. Okay. <laughs> he took playing time away from Chris Stewart, who was extremely popular, but, I mean, who played that – not a goon role, but he was a tough guy role. Yeah, tough guy role. But I mean, he could play a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he took and and White took playing time away from Storton because they just acquired him. I think they felt it necessary to play White anyway. The locker room hated that. And according to Bruce, and you know, I, I I'm sure he's telling the truth at this point. uh, he said they had problems like that. Developed some of the problems chemistry wise because it provided it provided incoming guys. That the guard that had been there didn't like as much, and yes, that shouldn't be a problem. And my point is, with this group now, Dex with Fiala, Kaprizov, so you got young guys, right? I think you got to be very careful about who you bring in and surround them with as well, because if a guy comes in who's like, "Where's the nearest bar?" This is great. (laughs) That can be a problem. So, and I'm just saying, I think Bill Guerin is trying to structure things and build things uh, through what is probably. A formula of success as opposed to we got Taylor Hall, let's go.
1: Yeah. And Garen, uh, I told you on the last spot, you know, Garen's been on the both sides of that coin as a player, as an executive, struggling to fit into a new room, not, under, not understanding your role, maybe not living up to your own role that you have the expectations for. That's what happened to him in San Jose. And then when he goes to Pittsburgh. He just clearly knew that this is, all right, if this is my role and this is what they need for me, I can absolutely provide for that. And as an executive uh, on the Pittsburgh Penguins staff as well, and the Penguins have usually always been very active around trade deadlines and trading for someone or, or, or adding someone to that room for an extra cup push. Yep, he knows what that takes. Um, so I yes, I, I defer to him. I don't think he made a mistake not going for Sam Bennett or not going for Taylor Hall. Um, I do think I'm curious on guys you know like Dylan Graham Bell in, in Anaheim or like just like these mid tier centers who are kind of buried on on, on, on bad teams. Were they calling for them? You know, Alex Iafala was a name I kicked out to you. He signs a nice four-year deal with the Kings right on deadline day to keep him there for a long time. Um, yeah, it, it's not the end of the World of Wild didn't make a move. It's probably the right move to do. It just, I honestly think it puts more added pressure, though, that, that you really have to find the guy going into this. Like, you have to acquire somebody. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And I, and I don't mean, oh, well, because you have to do it, reach Get someone who doesn't fit just because to fill Judd and Declan's need and everyone and everyone else's needs too. Um, I just hope that there is something there because I, what I don't want the Wild to do is just be still stuck in the murky
0: territory of are we contenders? Are we just who we are? And that's what I think making a trade now might have done. Sure, because now now you don't have to deal. I mean, you've got enough contracts coming up to deal with, with without Bennett now being a guy who you're not positive about, but you need to re-sign him and you're not sure about it? Do you do a bridge deal? So, I actually think what they're doing gets them out of that muck, which became maddening, which became absolutely, you know, every year it was like the same thing. And then Chuck would make a deadline deal, which is great fun. Like, as a fan, it's great. You know, in our job, it's great. We get to talk about a deal, right? But those deals never really got you to the promised land of where where you were attempting to go. So, I think that this this means of operation actually, to me, continues to climb the hill, but it does it without the slope becoming so steep that you're trying to go up it immediately. It's sort of more of a gradual build, a gradual climb. And you know what, too? I mean, the nice thing is they're, they've got a lot of their questions answered. Like, that blue line with D- Dumba is good. Without him, I... Don't like it as much, but you know you still got Spurgeon, Brodeen. Um, um, who's the uh, who, who? am I missing? You got Spurgeon, Suter, Brodine, Suter. Yeah, and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, in fact, that's ironic. I yeah. forgot Ryan Suter. Uh in goal, assuming that you keep uh, both goaltenders and the Golden Knights don't take one, you're in pretty good shape. At wing, you're in pretty good shape. So, like, I mean, there's a lot of things that I like here, and I think if you can. If you can solve like one or two things, I think that you can go into twenty one twenty two as a contender. Totally, with a cha- with a chance to make a splash move if you need to potentially at the deadline next year.
1: Yeah, it's 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 still setting yourself up for good success. I still think if they're able to get Vegas, that's going to make things easier. Uh, for them in the playoffs, if they get Colorado, they're just going to get waxed. I'm sorry, um, yeah, Colorado's, They're going to get waxed.
0: Colorado's good. Colorado's uh, that, great. The, you know, the last the game. The, team.
1: the last game was Fiala and Kaprizov taking it over, and yes, that 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 can happen. And also, a goalie can take things over. And like
0: Grubauer a, was fried. Yeah, he was Just fried. He was awful. And then, by
1: the way, them getting Nick, that's their move for the NHL trade. Uh, they yeah. needed a
0: they needed, they needed a goal. Somewhat, oh, yes, the guy but, that the and the guy that they got from the Sabers played a couple nights ago, and he's like won three games. I don't know. Yeah, that that's a weird one. God help them if they have to rely on Devin Dubnik, dude. Yeah, not I'm good. not sure that that, not good. that 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 works. What what team did you like most? What team did you did you feel actually got an upgrade or improved itself?
1: I mean, like honestly, there there really isn't. Who is it? Like, I I don't really know. There wasn't big significant trades. There wasn't big significant. Boston's
0: moves. Boston's desperate and going in, and yeah. it reeks of desperation. So I guess
1: like you, Boston maybe by default, Pittsburgh a little bit too. I guess you know that them them trying to. Trying yeah, to catch is Jeff, in a bottle. Jeff
0: Carter, what, what's you know, he going to... I mean, he might come in and be great. I don't know. He might score some playoff goals like for them.
1: But but also, 45 I, years I old. have no idea what the Penguins are going to do long term because they can't keep mortgaged. I mean, this is what the Wild did. I mean, they're mortgaging picks, but also... You know
0: what Berkey wants over. So Berkey and Hexall yeah. want to win now. And
1: I will say, if if Pips... I know they, and they've had recently a, a string of, of bad losses or, or consecutive losses, I should say, in the playoffs. Um, if they want to, though, they can turn it on. You know, they they... They can turn it on. It's not like when the Wild go to the playoffs seven times in a row. They get beaten every round of the first round of the series. Uh, the Penguins have guys out there that have no one done it before. So I could see Jeff Carter helping things out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, I mean, there, there isn't really, you know, Florida taking a chance on Sam Bennett. It's a nice chance for Florida who's playing very well this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina, who I thought, was going to make a big move. They didn't make anything. No. so Jets didn't. Yeah, Jets really And did. the Jets
0: I, need blue line you, help. You, you
1: can make the case the biggest trade of the year was the Lainey-Dubois swap, and that was five games into the season. Yeah. So, um, I think everyone knows the rosters they have and it wasn't risk wasn't wasn't a worth the risk of giving up significant assets. And with salary cap staying stagnant in the NHL for the next two seasons, every team knew that it was, it was, and and by the way, yes, sir, um, all these teams that are basically swapping salaries, retaining salaries, and and maybe
0: and maybe third de- teams to do it
1: by default. Maybe my my team would be the, my Isles because they got Paul Palmieri, who's a nice player. They lost Anders Lee. Um, yep, they're setting themselves up for good success in the playoffs. So yep. maybe the Isles that are probably the team that I like the most. But that's also a little biased because I picked them to win the cup. Um, but in general, I think teams know who they have here, and it wasn't r- worth the risk of giving up big assets at the deadline.
0: Two teams intrigue me: Toronto, the Felino pickup. And Toronto's really good. And I would love to see Toronto make a cup run. They have not won a cup, Declan, since nineteen sixty seven. And I think it would be great fun to see the Leafs make a a run. Um Felino, I think, helps chemistry wise. That being said, a first round pick is too much. Yeah, no way. They uh supposedly I think that they came to him and I think his choices were Colorado or Toronto. And and now, um, Marcus and Nick's dad, Mike, played for Toronto. And, of course, that's sort of the epicenter of hockey, along with Montreal. So that intrigues me, not because I think he's going to go in and be a great player, but I think he's going to help them, and they have a damn good good team, and I would really like to see them make a run. The other trade that's intriguing was Washington and Detroit. Anthony Mantha, who's a good player, but I don't think had been, how can I put this nicely, I don't think he had been utilizing his skill set to to the max, uh, was moved by the Red Wings for Jacob Verana, R- Richard Ponick, a 2022 first-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick. That's an intriguing deal. It helps the Caps. If Mantha goes there and plays well, it's a great uh, pickup. Uh, the Taylor Hall trade is going to get a, a lot of attention. I don't know how I feel about that one because I don't know what Taylor Hall you're going to get.
1: Yeah, I don't know either, man. Like,
0: that's the problem with him. Yeah. He doesn't, like you know, I mean, the Buffalo thing was a unmitigated disaster. And now Buffalo's off the tracks bad. I mean, they are terrible. That might not be his fault. But he got traded, what, to the Coyotes by the Devils last year? And he didn't do anything for them. So I guess my question when it comes to Taylor Hall is, okay, it's all... Well and good that he's going to go to Boston and probably play on the second line. He could help him, but I'm not sure. And the other potential line combination that I saw for him in Boston Charlie Coyle on no, the line. Oh, God, don't. All you right. talk about two underachievers. You talk about two players goodbye. that, yeah. Seriously. Goodbye. I mean, would you want to deal? Oh. If you're the Boston Bruins, would you want to deal with a line that had Charlie? Co- I mean, the Marshawn Pasta Bergeron line is phenomenal. Like right. it's a great line. They're the pros pros. They are they go out and go one hundred miles per hour per night. But Charlie Coyle and Taylor Hall in the same line? No thank you.
1: Yeah. That That sounds
0: like a a line that Fletch would be excited about. Yeah, no way, dude. I I want nothing to do with that.
1: And look, maybe Hall figures it out. I I don't put too much stock into Hall being a bad person in that room. I think Buffalo is that dysfunctional, and no one wants to be there.
0: Yeah, I just don't know that he's ever—I don't know that if you look at, at his track record, that he's really played on winning teams, has he? He hasn't, no. Like the devil, not. I mean, he was MVP, he had the great year, but was, the Devils weren't great, right? Yeah. And then he goes to the Coyotes, and he was supposed to give them a huge bump. I mean, that's an all—if you're the Coyotes, that's an all-in trade. Yeah. That's you not just got Taylor Bleep and Hall. Yeah. And he gave you nothing. Nothing. Of
1: course, Absolutely you also nothing.
0: got Phil Kessel, which is a whole nother matter. Yeah, that's true. Final thoughts before uh, we skedaddle? daddle?
1: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just. Uh, Glad for the Wild. Hopefully to get back into a groove here. They they had not played well against the Blues, which is a little bit of troublesome. But I still think they'd have to play themselves out of not getting that third spot. That being said, if you play like this against the Blues consistently, you will play yourself out of that last spot. But I'm not too concerned about it.
0: Yeah, there's two there's two things at play here. One is the Wild it, it, themselves, and I mean nine goals against on Friday was inexcusable. Totally. I don't care what they say on Ballet Sports North. It was inexcusable. That that is a dog of a performance. Um and I will say what I said on Mackie and Judd statements on Monday, leaving Capo Coconin in for nine goals. Dean Evison, shame on you. That's a terrible decision. Cam Talbot could have played the third and he wouldn't have died on Saturday. So don't tell me that. <laughs> uh the other though dynamic that the Wild does not control is the Blues are good. The Blues yeah. are good and they underachieve. I didn't know this until I heard this a couple of days ago. So the Blues lost, did they lose like five consecutive? Four or five in a row. Sure. They were playing like dog crap. Yep. And Craig Berube, evidently a week ago Tuesday, I believe, for practice battle drills. <laughs> he said, we're not going to do line rushes. We're going to do battle drills. And the boys all perked up after that and played well. And that Ryan O'Reilly goal in overtime on Saturday. Oh man, that my friend Woo. is what I want I, my center to be able. My I number you, one center.
1: That's what I want him to do. The, the moment he scored, I was like, "Oh, I bet Judd is just absolutely." How gorgeous love him. was oh, it's that? Beautiful.
0: I mean, Talbot probably should have kept the post a little bit better, Fair. but I'm not falling. No, no, him. no. no. Our,
1: that's R O R. Is that not that's what, our guy? Is that not what do you guy. want? That's your guy. It's not. I, I wouldn't even claim that's name. what I, like I him. want. Him. We'll get him.